Please keep your Bibles open. Uh, we'll be looking at it closely and then we'll be using it as a basis for prayer at the end. I, um, I really like what uh, Pierre said at the beginning about how uh, joy is incomplete unless it's expressed um, and how, right, how it's right and fitting uh, to be thankful. But I often really struggle to be thankful, uh, particularly in prayer. Uh, I want, don't want to struggle. I want to be thankful. Uh, maybe you're not like me. Maybe you're someone who typically finds thankfulness easy and you're, it's kind of overflowing and bubbling out of you. Uh, even for you, maybe, I, I imagine it's not all the time. Perhaps it's more common. Uh, maybe you're someone like me. Maybe you struggle to be thankful. Uh, it's easy when things stress us, uh, when things need fixing. We become blind to the things going well. We're blind to the blessings God gives us. We're blind to uh, the marvellous things he's doing in our lives. Uh, for some of us, many of us, thankfulness isn't something that comes really naturally. The question is, how can we be shaped to be more thankful? How can you pray thankfulness when you're really not feeling it, when you have no desire to? This is where a psalm like Psalm 30 can be really helpful for us. It's a psalm that helps us know what to pray when you don't feel like it. Particularly a psalm for apathy, for those spiritually dry seasons. This psalm has four movement and it gets us looking in different directions um, to help us express our thanks to God. One thing about prayer that I've noticed, maybe you've noticed it too, is that it has this kind of feedback loop. So when you choose to pray, you're being thankful to God, you're pleasing him. Uh, and then often at the end, I find, after having done the hard work of finding things to be thankful for, uh, I end up feeling more thankful. And I go, oh yeah, that too, oh that too, that too, that too. Thankful prayer feeds itself. And there's two reasons, I think, particularly why praying the Psalms is helpful for us. They help fuel our prayer. It's poetry, it's rich in imagery. And it intentionally engages our emotions, gives us words to use to express our feelings. And Psalms also give us a framework for our prayers. So they give us different directions to look, new ideas for what we might say, uh, things to remember and not omit. So Psalms are fuel and framework for our prayers. And so, as I mentioned at the end, uh, We'll pray through Psalm 30 individually, using it as fuel and framework. Uh, let's pray again before we jump in. God, our Saviour, we have so much to be thankful to you for. Often we don't feel it, and so we thank you that you give us words to help us draw near to you. Help us now to understand your words. But not only that, but will you help us to use these words ourselves? Help us to pay attention to what you have to say to us this morning. Would you often hear thankfulness 
from our lips. Um, so this time is fuel and framework for our prayers. And there's four movements. Look back, look forward, look up, and repeat. So the first movement, verses 1 to 3, the author starts his prayer of thankfulness by remembering what God has done for him in the past. He writes, I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. So the author starts praising God by looking back to when God, when he needed God and God rescued him. And the author's uh, painting this vivid picture of when he was down in the depths, desperately needing God's help. And he's using all this up and down imagery to express this contrast between how terrible his situation was and how God has victoriously saved him so down he was helpless i felt like i was going to die i was lost hopeless down there in the realm of the dead in the pit and then up god saved him out of the depths up from the realm of the dead spared from the pit he's saying look how far god has brought me he heard my call and raised me up from that situation. At this point, we might ask, well, what was the situation? What was going on? Was the author sick and dying? Who were these enemies who were glad he was suffering? Is this literal or is it a metaphor? It doesn't really give us many details, does it? But I think that's the point. That's the point, it's intentional. The point of the psalm isn't to decipher exactly what was going on uh, in this person's life. Perhaps originally it was written in response to some kind of tragedy. Perhaps he was sick. Perhaps others were glad that he was dying. But the details of the situation in psalms are often a bit vague and generalised. And the point of that is that so that any of God's people, the Israelites, you, me, we can now pick up these words and put them in our own mouths and express them back to God. This is true of practically all the Psalms. Some might need a little bit more work, like uh, Psalms about the Messiah, God's King. We uh, look forward to the real Messiah, the true King, Jesus. But the Psalms are there for us to appropriate and to use ourselves in expressing back to God. So you're to use these words and remember when you were in the pit. Enemies may be wishing your downfall when you're sick, anxious, depressed, lost. These psalms are a gift from God to you and me to help us express ourselves. This is how psalms work. Rich in imagery for us to use as a launch pad for our own prayers. So, if you want to grow in thankfulness, if you don't know what to pray, this psalm says to look back to a time when God has answered your prayers, perhaps a time when you were in the depths. Can you remember a time 
when God has answered your prayers from the depths. Perhaps it's helpful to hear an example of how I pray these verses. Uh, We can certainly pray these verses as they are, but uh, I really like using them as a launch pad uh, for my own words. It's a bit weird kind of sharing my prayer as an example, um, but here's a kind of shortened version of how I would pray uh, uh, verses 1 to 3 from this psalm. My God, I'll praise you. I'll praise you for what you've done. You truly have lifted me out of the depths. The first half of 2018 was really dark. My chronic pain was bad, bad relationships were strained, I wanted to run away from it all, and I felt alone and like I had little hope. And then inspired in verse, from verse 2. But Lord, my God, I call to you. You are my only hope. And look where you've brought me now. You heard me and answered me. You have saved me. If I look back, you really did provide, and you have taught me so much through it. And of course, my Saviour Jesus has saved me from a fate far worse, from certain death and judgment. But by your grace, by his death and resurrection, I am lifted to eternal life. Thank you. Help me never to forget what you've done. Amen. Something like that. Maybe a bit more natural. Um, Praying like this, though, takes a bit of initiation energy, um, particularly when you're feeling crummy. Uh, It feels maybe a a bit weird at first and uh, takes sort of a certain amount of concentration, but it's totally worth it. The first three verses, too, also has me thinking, uh, am I on the lookout for answers to prayer. Uh, Like me, maybe you pray for yourself or for others and then kind of move on and forget to notice. Uh, Perhaps if we're honest, some answers to prayer we might suspect would have happened anyway Uh, and we know that's not really what's what's going on. We know God is at work in, in all things. So two ideas I've come across for how to stay on the lookout Uh, for answers to prayer. One of them is that I can see it would be a real advantage to keeping a prayer journal, recording my prayers. Um, Someone I know uh, recommended, uh, or at least said that their habit was to look back on their prayer journal a year behind. So as they um, do their daily devotions, they look back at what they were praying a year ago. uh, And I can see how that would be a really effective uh, way of remembering, looking back and remembering what God has done and spurring me on to thankfulness. Another idea I've come across is uh, to use prayer cards, so having a little, a little card for each person that I'm committed to praying for and keeping a summary of prayer points, and that will um, not only keep you praying for the people that you want to be praying for, but uh, you'll be on the lookout for answers to prayer that way too. So verses 1 to 3 encourages us. Look back. How has God saved you when you have cried out to him? So look back. Now look forward. Verses 4 to 5. Remember who God is and the promises he has made. Verse 4. Sing the praises of the Lord, you his faithful people. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favour lasts a lifetime. 
Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Now the author addresses those around him in his prayer. He's saying, come on, praise God with me. You know his character. You know what he's like. You know the promises he's made uh, and how he's been faithful in the past. We all know God comes through. These depths, they're temporary, but God's goodness lasts forever. And here again, there's this great, great imagery and contrast. On one hand, God's anger, his discipline, the things that he allows to happen, well, they'll only last a moment. Uh, Weeping is just like a traveller saying, just overnight, it's only temporary. But on the other hand, together, we know God's favour. We look forward to his blessing and that blessing that will last a lifetime. God is the source of all joy and this joy arrives in the morning to st- and to stay. He will come through. So it's beautiful, isn't it? This psalm now becomes communal at this point. He's saying, look around, remind each other of God's character Even if you're praying this psalm alone, you can remember uh, brothers and sisters around you um, who are trusting God's promises with you. We can remember each other as we pray by ourselves and go, God's put people around me who are encouraging me to fix my eyes on God and the promises he's made to us. And we trust that God acts now. He listens to our prayers He's our father. And yet, however he chooses to act now, we know that ultimately he'll make all things new. Jesus has proved it, hasn't he, by his death in our place and in his resurrection. He's defeated death, he's defeated sin on our behalf and he's guaranteed a future where weeping has come to an end and where we will experience God's favour forever in his presence and that joy will last forever so the things I might pray uh, based on verses 4 and 5 I'd remember God's faithfulness I'd um, remember maybe Romans 8.28 that says that God uses all things together for the good of those who love him I'd thank him for that I'd remember that God has uh, promised that he cares for me more than sparrows, that I need to seek first his kingdom. And I'd be remembering that in light of um, uh, Amy and I next year. We have just found out we have to move again after just having moved at the start of this year. And we need to figure out what we're doing for work next year as well. And so I remember God's care. Uh, I remember that I'm looking forward to a day when I won't have headaches all the time and I won't have all this chronic pain in my joints. I'm looking forward to when Jesus returns and I'll have a new body and be fully restored. And I'll thank God for all the believers he's put around me who are encouraging me to remember all these truths. So big or small, what of God's promises can you be thankful for today? Look back, look forward, verses 6 to 10 say, look up.
from verse 6. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favoured me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. Pause there in the middle of this movement. This is a scenario that I think we're probably all familiar with. When things are hard, we can cry out to God, and we find that easy. But when things are going well, when things are going easily for us, when we're experiencing God's favour, then it's really easy to forget him and push him to the sidelines. We might tell ourselves, well, I made this happen through this choice and that choice and this choice. We become self-sufficient, even proud. And so where once we had earnest, dependent prayer, now there's this insipid, subtle pride, arrogance, and we have this vague desire to pray, but it's not a priority, and so it doesn't really happen. So thankfully, God reminds us, sometimes even through hardship, that he is the source of our blessing, and we're still utterly reliant on him. So the second half of verse 7 continues. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silenced, if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. So the author now remembers God again. Ah, there's there's the pit again, and I need saving from it. And this hardship, permitted by God, is bringing clarity to him, reminding him that, well, this is his purpose, to praise God and proclaim his faithfulness. Uh, This argument he makes in verse 9 might kind of jump out and feel a bit strange. Strange is the author kind of trying to manipulate God. Um, That's how it first sort of uh, sounded to me. But I don't think he's trying to manipulate God. I think he's giving reasons for his prayer. He's saying, I'm made to praise and worship you. Save me so that I can continue to do what you've made me to do. I'm made to praise and worship you. So when we pray this psalm, we can confess to God uh, when we've forgotten him, and we can ask his help to remain faithful. So uh, when I pray this, I ask God to, um, to forgive me for my pride, I confess and remember that I'm utterly dependent on him. I ask for his help to be thankful, particularly when times are going um, both easy and when it's hard. And I thank him that he's drawing me back to himself, that he's committed to doing that, uh, even when it's hard. And I I don't want that um, hardship to remind me of who God is. Uh, That's what I deeply do want and what... God wants for my life. So we look up, be vigilant to remember God and be thankful, whether times are good or bad.
And so we look back, we look forward, we look up and repeat. The psalm ends with this effervescent, overflowing gush of thankfulness to God in a promise to praise God forever. From verse 11. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. So these last verses of effusive praise for God, um, uh, they're thankful for what God has done in reversing his fortunes for the better. And there's these great contrasts again. Wailing has been replaced with dancing, sackcloth, uh, clothes for, for mourning and repentance are replaced with clothes of joy. And so this psalm finishes with a declaration This is what I'm going to do from here on out forever. I'm going to praise God. So that's what we're to do too. Feelings fluctuate. Uh, Legitimate feelings, hardships occur. There's many more expressions um, in the Psalms and throughout the Bible of engaging with our real emotions. Uh, And yet there is always reason to be thankful in the midst of that too because of who God is and what he's done and what he's promised to do and so our circumstances change sometimes thankfulness will come easily at other times it will be hard but these truths remain the same God remains the same and so we can be thankful in all seasons like this psalm encourages us so we're committed to praising God and that would be Uh, how I would end my prayer to say something maybe like, God, it's you who who has brought me from sorrow to joy. From deep inside me, I want to shout your praises. I will sing your praises forever. I look forward to doing that. Amen. So we've moved through the four movements of this psalm, this call to praise and thanksgiving to stoke our thankfulness even when we're not feeling it. Uh, We can look back to what God has done. We can look forward, remembering his character, being encouraged by others, uh, remembering God's promises. We look up and we we remember our proneness to forgetting God when times are easy. And we repeat, we promise, we commit ourselves to doing this. So keep Psalm 30 in your back pocket, ready to pull out, whether A, you're bursting at the seams with thankfulness and need some words to help you express it, or B, when you're consumed with apathy and need fuel and framework to, to pull yourself out of feeling crummy and, uh, and uh, doing what is right and good for God and good for you. Uh, And so I said we'd have some practice. Um, We're going to take five minutes to pray individually through Psalm 30. So keep your Bibles open or pull it up on your phone. Uh, We'll have five minutes to do that so you don't have to rush through it. You might be able able to pray through it a few times even. 
Um, you can pray exactly the words of the psalm, or better yet, use it as a launch pad uh, and use your own words. We're going to play a little bit of quiet music in the background so it doesn't feel like we're in this big empty room, uh, echoey space. Um, so take five minutes, pray through this psalm, remembering these movements, and then I'll come back up and we'll pray um, and end together.
we have much to be thankful for. Lord, you have turned our wailing into dancing. You remove our sackcloth and clothe us with joy. May our hearts sing your praises and not be silent. And may we praise you forever. Amen. A couple more final thoughts. Um, how did you find that? Uh, was it a bit weird? Was that hard work? Did it take a lot of concentration? Are you feeling more thankful? I hope it's done that twofold thing that prayer does, um, that we were expressing our thanks uh, and that it also fed itself into helping you feel more thankful and might spur you on to more prayer and thankfulness too. Can I encourage you, maybe pick a day this week to pull out Psalm 30 again and pray through it. Uh, It's short, it's only 12 verses long. Um, Give it another whirl. Pick a day now to pray through it. Uh, God will be pleased uh, and it will be good for you as well. So let me wrap up by our Lord and Saviour, we have so much to be thankful for, but we do often find it difficult. Overcome our apathy with your goodness. Turn our hearts in praise to you. Would you be glorified on our lips and in our lives forever? In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.